Help Wanted by Timothy Tocher Santa needs new reindeer. The first bunch has grown old. Dasher has arthritis. Comet hates the cold. Prancer's sick of staring at dancers big behind. Cupid married Blitzen, and Donna lost his mind. Dancer's mad at Vixen for stepping on his toes. Vixen's being thrown out. She laughed at Rudolph's nose. If you are a reindeer, we hope you will apply. There's just one tricky part. You must know how to fly. The First Christmas by Marion Swinger It never snows at Christmas in that dry and dusty land. Instead of freezing blizzards, there are palms and drifting sands. And years ago, a stable and a most unusual star, and three wise men who followed it, by camel, not by car. While sleepy on the quiet hills, a shepherd gave a cry. He'd seen a crowd of angels in the silent, starlit sky. In the stable, ox and ass stood very still and calm, and gazed upon the baby, safe and snug, in Mary's arms, and Joseph, lost in shadows, face lit by an oil lamp's glow, stood wondering that first Christmas day two thousand years ago. King John's Christmas by A. A. Milne King John was not a good man. He had his little ways, and sometimes no one spoke to him for days and days and days, and men who came across him when walking in the town gave him a supercilious stare, or passed with noses in the air, and bad King John stood dumbly there, blushing beneath his crown. King John was not a good man, and no good friends had he. He stayed in every afternoon, but no one came to tea, and round about December, the cards upon his shelf, which wished him lots of Christmas cheer and fortune in the coming year, were never from his near and dear, but only from himself. King John was not a good man, yet had his hopes and fears. They'd given him no present now for years and years and years. But every year at Christmas, while minstrels stood about, collecting tribute from the young for all the songs they might have sung, he stole away upstairs and hung a hopeful stocking out. King John was not a good man. He lived his life aloof. Alone he thought a message out while climbing up the roof. He wrote it down and propped it against the chimney stack. To all and sundry, near and far, F. Christmas in particular, and signed it not Johannes R., but very humbly, Jack. I want some crackers, and I want some candy. I think a box of chocolates would come in handy. I don't mind oranges. I do like nuts. And I should like a pocket knife. That really cuts. And, oh, Father Christmas, if you love me at all, bring me a big red India rubber ball. King John was not a good man. He wrote this message out 
and got him to this room again, descending by the spout. And all that night he lay there, a prey to hopes and fears. I think that's him a-coming now, anxiety bedewed his brow. He'll bring one present anyhow, the first I've had for years. Forget about the crackers, and forget the candy. I'm sure a box of chocolates would never come in handy. I don't like oranges, I don't want nuts, and I have got a pocket-knife that almost cuts. But, oh, Father Christmas, if you love me at all, bring me a big red India-rubber ball. King John was not a good man. Next morning, when the sun rose up to tell a waiting world that Christmas had begun, and people seized their stockings and opened them with glee, and crackers, toys, and games appeared, and lips with sticky sweets were smeared, King John said grimly, As I feared, nothing again for me. I did want crackers, and I did want candy. I know a box of chocolates would come in handy. I do love oranges. I did want nuts. I haven't got a pocket knife, not one that cuts. And, oh, if Father Christmas had loved me at all, he would have brought a big red India rubber ball. King John stood by the window and frowned to see below the happy bands of boys and girls all playing in the snow. And while he stood there watching and envying them all, when through the window big and red there hurtled by his royal head and bounced and fell upon the bed an India-rubber ball. And, oh, Father Christmas, my blessings on you fall for bringing him a big red India-rubber ball. On the thirteenth day of Christmas, my true love phoned me up. By Dave Calder. Well, I suppose I should be grateful. You've obviously gone to a lot of trouble and expense, or maybe off your head. Yes, I did like the birds. The small ones, anyway, were fun, if rather messy. But now the hens have roosted on my bed, and the rest are nested on the wardrobe. It's hard to sleep with all that cooing let alone the cackling of the geese, whose eggs are everywhere, but mostly in a broken smelly heap on the sofa. No, why should I mind? I can't get any peace. Anywhere, the lounge is full of drummers thumping tom-toms, and sprawling lords crashed out from manic leaping. The kitchen is crammed with cows and milkmaids and smells of a million stink-bombs, and enough sour milk to last a year— the pipers had oh, forgotten them. They were no trouble. I paid them, and they went. But I can't get rid of these young ladies. They won't stop dancing or turn the music down. And they're always in the bathroom, squealing as they skid across the flooded floor. No, I don't need a plumber round. It's just the swans. Where else can they swim? Poor things. I think they're going mad, like me. When I went to wash my hands, one ate the soap, another swallowed the gold rings, 
and the pear tree died too dry. So thanks for nothing. Love, goodbye. Just Doing My Job by Claire Bevan I'm one of Herod's henchmen. We don't have much to say. We just charge through the audience in a henchman sort of way. We all wear woolly helmets to hide our hair and ears, and Wellington sprayed silver to match our tin-foil spears. Our swords are made of cardboard, so blood will not be spilled if we trip and stab a parent when the hole's completely filled. We don't look very scary. We're mostly small and shy, and some of us wear glasses, but we give the thing a try. We whisper henchman noises while Herod hunts for strangers, and then we all charge out again like nervous power rangers. And when the play's over and Miss is out of breath, we'll charge like henchmen through the hall and scare our mums to death. <laughs>